0: Welcome back to a new episode of 80 Creative Show podcast. I'm your host, David Alberti. Today we had an interview with a really special guest. Uh, her name is Shondell Solomon. With over 14 years of experience since she opened her business, she's been changing people's life through fitness. Today Shondell shares some of her background story from playing sports and early influences on how she started taking interest in fitness. We also talk about traditional marketing strategies. I also want you to look out for three really important pieces of advice that Chandel agrees that a business owner, especially early on in their career, have to invest on. Uh, some other things that we talk about are intent and the importance on setting up values to fuel, to drive your vision, to making that dream life a reality. Okay, let's start now with the interview.
1: All right, well, as I said, my name is Shondell, and uh, I am a fitness coach and entrepreneur. So I've um, had a gym, private gym, since 2006. I'm in my 14th year, and uh, I started off with a small group personal training studio when I, when I just didn't feel the vibe of the large traditional global health clubs, Anymore, as far as um, being able to reach the people I really wanted to reach, um, and then in 2009 I discovered CrossFit, and I've been I I've been doing CrossFit ever since. I converted my gym uh, from a small group training studio to a CrossFit facility in 2011, and uh, that's kind of where I'm at now. And I think soon I'll be kind of moving, not. Awa- completely away from CrossFit, but incorporating other things into uh, into my facility and just embracing more of my philosophy about wellness and holistic health and all that.
0: Okay, okay yeah, that sounds that sounds really good. Before we talked about all that, yeah, I do have a couple questions. Sure. Um, I just want I want to uh, go a little deeper um, in what how was like before you started your gym, like before you started this uh, journey of uh, building up, you know, towards where you are now. Uh, where were you? Like, what were you doing? Did you go to school for the, for, you know, did you you go to school for fitness? (laughs) Right. Um,
1: (laughs) so my undergraduate was not in fitness. I was a pre-med psychology major, so I, I kind of thought I was going to go to medical school, but knew really fast that that I, that wasn't going to be my track. Um, And I was really into psychology and kind of how the mind works and and still very much am. Uh, So how I got into it was I actually had a work-study job in college and I was at the gym, you know, and it wasn't even, I don't think I sought out particularly, specifically the gym. I think that's what was available and they said, oh, this is where you're going to be. So I started working at the gym for my work-study job and initially I was just at the front desk checking people in. At the time... I didn't work out i was just i was always an athlete growing up so outside of athletic you know playing sports and stuff i didn't i wasn't like a gym rat i didn't go to the gym my dad was however and so i saw that life even though i didn't consciously choose it if that makes sense Mm -hmm. so anyway after uh, working at the gym for a while then they put me from the front desk into the weight room Mm -hmm. and Yeah, I just started just to pass time because it was so boring. I would just sit at the desk. And then I'd start playing on equipment and doing stuff. And like, oh, this is pretty cool. And then I guess I got to where people started asking me questions how to do stuff. So I started teaching people. And I didn't really know what I was doing (laughs) at the time. (laughs) But I guess they felt I knew more than they did. And then after a while of doing that, I was like, I kind of like this. This is fun. You know, people kind of think I know what I'm doing, so I should probably educate myself a little more. So then I got, you know, my first personal training certification and that was back in, see, I graduated in 96, so that was in 97, I believe. Okay. 96, 97, somewhere around then I got my first, uh, may, may have been even before then, but I got my first personal training cert. And so that's, and that's
0: all I've done ever since. You just keep educating yourself. With yeah, I,
1: I so I after I got the initial one, then you know I got a I that was American Council on Exercise, which I always tell um, up and coming trainers who ask for advice like that's a good place to start. You know, it's like a standard certification that's respected and will teach you the fundamentals. And then I did uh, National uh, Academy of Sports Medicine. Then I did National Strength and Conditioning. I'm a, like a knowledge junkie so like I just want to know as much as possible so I kind of went I like I did every certification possible for even even to date like I still just want to get as much info as I can so yeah and then I worked at a couple health clubs that's kind of how my career started just working in health clubs and never really jived with any of them the one that I mean I worked at one for a good amount of time for about two years and that was great because I learned how to just engage with people have the conversation you know just build my confidence as far as interacting with people in that sort of environment but um you know soon after I realized like I need to call my own shots <laughs> which is how I got into the world of entrepreneurship like hmm. I'm, I'm not a, a good um uh, what's the word I don't like being told what to do.
0: <laughs> Does that mean like the be, well, before, um, so what made you take that decision? The entrepreneur. Like what, yeah, what was, is, was there any specific thing that yeah, happened? Yeah. So I was
1: at a, I was at a gym in South beach and I was, uh, I was an, was I, I was an independent contractor. So my clients paid me directly and that was cool because you know, I could, Charge what I felt that I wanted, to, you know, deserved and was worth, and and I did that, and then they decided to change the business model to where we were employees of the gym, and so obviously you're not going to get paid the same, you know. So I it was like significant decrease in my income, and then there were just so much more like you have to be here at this time you know, this is the time you can take your lunch, blah, blah, all that traditional corporate stuff. And I just knew like that wasn't gonna work for me because I needed, um, my number one value is freedom. And I realized that I needed to be completely in control of my income and my time. And I knew the only way I could do that is if I created my own thing. So as scary as it was in the beginning, as I'm sure, You know, that's all entrepreneurs have that experience of like, oh my gosh, am I going to be able to do this? (laughs) Like, you know what I mean? Do I know what I'm doing enough to be able to support myself? And, But you figure it out, and so I did. I mean, I started small, I did, I had a gym in my garage at home, and then I started doing like boot camps in my local parks, so I didn't have any real overhead. Which I think is a huge deterrent for a lot of people starting off, right? It's like you have to have money to start, but thankfully I didn't really have to. I just knew I just invested in um, learning how to market myself.
0: Right? Can you t- can you talk more about that? Because I was just thinking about that. like since you started, you, you took off from from these uh, established gym that you know you kind of had your own clients there. Like, what was the main? Or what were the things that helped you um, help? No, help your, uh, help people know who you were and what you did.
1: So I had to, I had to start like promoting myself and I didn't have a clue about that aspect of business. All I knew up until that point was just fitness, right? How to work people out and, you know, how to tell people, teach people to eat a little better. So I invested in coaches um, and mentorship when I started off. Um, I don't even remember the name of the company, but Eric Ruth was one of the guys and he's pretty established in the fitness industry. Um, He was like the guy to go to back then and Phil Kaplan was also another one. Um, These are like old school, anybody who knows these names, they've been in the industry for a minute because these guys were like, I mean, they're still around, but um, they were like, you know, the place to go back then. So I invested and, you know, bought their courses and programs and just learned how to market and at the time, back then there wasn't uh social media. You know, there was like MySpace, I think. Is that what it's called? Like yeah. my yeah, <laughs> my like space. knowing that was a really yeah, big thing. Like, and I barely had that. Like I was not into MySpace at all. And so anyway, so they what? it was all offline marketing, you know, selling sending postcards. I did a lot of network. I joined the local chamber and would network and meet people. Um, referrals, like emails, I mean that's how I started so but yeah I didn't I I I sought help for sure in the beginning because and I, I mean I still do but back then I really really had no clue what to do to bring people in the door so I my first boot camp I took a flyer I created a flyer based on a template that you know my coaches at the time provided and I like could bought, you know, you bought lists back then of like the addresses in your neighborhood. You could like spend my, I forgot what it's called, but lead, I forgot what it's called, but you, you um, could buy addresses for people in your neighborhood. So I bought a list and I bought like the little sticky, you know, to put the addresses on. I remember being at my computer, like with this Excel sheet, trying to print out all the labels and sticking them on the flyer. And like, I sent out this flyer and I got like, man, like I, I want to say, like 80 something people into my first boot camp. And when I did that, that really good. it was that really, it was I was like, holy cow! So I showed up the first day of boot camp, and there were like all these people there. And I'm like, wow. But you, again, back then, boot camps were new. you know? It wasn't like now where there's so much yeah, competition. Everyone's doing, a boot camp. everyone's doing boot camp. Everyone's doing CrossFit. Everyone's doing Orange Theory or you know, something. There's just, it's just a way more competitive industry. So back then, it, everything was fresh. So just boot camp was like, whoa, there's a boot camp in my neighborhood. And everyone came. And so that's how, that's how I started. And that helped build my confidence a lot. And then from some of those boot camp clients became my personal training clients, and then I would train them in my garage
0: at home. Yeah. Were these boot camps? Um, were they for free, or what? No, or did they had to actually pay. For no, them? they paid. <laughs> they paid because that's.
1: I mean, like I said, that was my livelihood. Uh, you know, gratefully at the time, my my husband had a great employment, so it allowed me the space to kind of figure it out and not be like pressured to like oh my gosh I got to make this amount of money you know so uh, that helped a lot not having that pressure I think a lot of entrepreneurs when you're in a position of having no fallback or no financial support then there's that added pressure of like gosh I'm I'm just starting but I also need to make money right That's right. So gratefully for me I wasn't in that high pressure situation but I, you know I made money it was it was awesome. <laughs> it was cool, and then my boot camps. I ran for a while. I, I don't. I want to say at least three or four years. I kept doing boot camps. You know, they weren't always eighty-five people or whatever, yeah. but they. Um,
0: it was consistent. Yeah, it
1: was consistent, and then. Um, well, I don't want to keep. You want to ask questions because I don't want to just. No, yeah, but all, I I can relate
0: to some of the things that you're talking about because, uh, you know, when I started, when I started to really take it seriously you know, I was living with my parents and it was just the perfect time to, you know, just do nothing else but just focus on, you know, you know how to really start a brand, how to get people to hire me. Uh, I didn't have to pay rent. Exactly. I didn't have to pay food. <laughs> I did right. to pay my phone bill and that was it. Yeah. So it makes so it, so it easier. It made it really, it made it a lot easier. Yeah, <laughs> and you
1: can be more aggressive with like the things you do. You know, exactly. my marketing, I could like, I could send out huge mailings of flyers. You know, I could create like, the glossy eight and a half by whatever. I I did like really nice flyers, you know? And um, so that's cool. Not every entrepreneur has that, um, is in that position to do that when they start, you know? So then you have to just be more creative with how you spend what you earn and- And
0: sorry, no, No, and just
1: making sure that you spend your time doing high leveraged, Activity. So, if so, you know you try something, if you're not getting a return, don't spend a whole lot of time doing that. You know, try something, no. try something new.
0: What do you think, um, or just based on what you know? Let's say people don't have that opportunity. You know, they say people actually need to pay their bills. Um, well, what would they have to do to be able to do what you did on your time? But you know, like in the fit yeah, within yeah, the fitness yeah, industry, on your, on your area, yes.
1: Um well now i think we have the advantage of social media right which i think is a great tool not just outside of like advertising but just branding yourself so definitely i think you you want to create a brand and you want to promote that consistently and it doesn't really cost a whole lot of money to be able to do that now with the platforms that we have you know getting on linkedin and facebook and whatever you can even do ads for like not a whole lot nowadays um networking was a big thing for me when i started just getting out and building relationships business and entrepreneurship is all about relationship building and the more relationships you have and the better the quality of your relationships the better your business is going to be and so you got to just get out there and meet people. And I did a lot of that in the beginning. Now, I hate networking. Like I, hate I really don't like it, like it at all. Um, I do it every once in a while, and I know there's still benefit in it. But now I've built my business to a point where I know a lot of people just in my community. And so people, you know, there's a lot of referrals and a lot of word of mouth. And um, but yeah, in the beginning, definitely that. Um, let's see what else definitely like you got to invest in coaching you got to invest in someone who's done what you're trying to do because then you you decrease your learning curve significantly right instead of trying to figure out like oh is this going to work is this what the best way to do this like there's people out there who've already done it and who've done it successfully and who can totally help you and i know a lot of people when they start they're like oh i don't have the money to pay a coach but I mean, I'm a believer that you find the rev- you find money for the things that are important to no, you. That's true. You know? And so, I think if there's one thing that you absolutely must do when starting off is to—is to find a mentor, and—and, and, you know, sometimes you may not even have to spend a lot of money. There are a lot of people out there who want to help people who they know are, like, Serious and believe in what they're doing, and really are willing to do the work. There are people out there who want to help. You just got to reach out to those people and and ask for help. So those would be my three big things: social media, networking, and and getting a coach.
0: Right. So what I want to talk about now is uh, what does your daily routine look like? You and also you were telling me that um, you weren't a fitness junkie. So how how is that? How was that transition of like you know not really. Looking out to go to the gym like every day to work out. So now you know, like running a <laughs> like a, a, well, a gym. Well,
1: after a while, I mean, I saw the benefit of what I was doing, so I actually like enjoyed it. You know, being working out and seeing the results. I never struggled with weight or had any like you know body issues or anything like that. Um, but I. I still was able to see like my body change and transform and that was inspiring Mm. to me like wow like I can you know a month ago I lifted 10 pounds now I can do 30 pounds or whatever it may be so that motivated me and then finding also I had a peer group that all worked out in the gym so it was just also kind of our social time and it was just a good way to hang out outside of you know doing unproductive 20 year old things (laughs) which was what the age I was around that uh, at that time um and now I mean it's I'm it's my livelihood it's what I do so I'm there uh a lot of people think though however that because this is my industry like I'm obsessed like working out is just all I want to do and like it's not challenging for me and you know I live and breathe the gym and that couldn't be further from the truth like that's I mean, for me, working out now has become a habit. So it's not even about how I feel about it and my emotions. Because 80% of the time, I have no desire to work out. (laughs) I really don't feel like it. And that's just the truth. I think I struggle as much as the average person, you know, and not wanting to, not feeling like it. But one, because I've created the habit, my emotions don't get involved. And two, when you really know what the benefits of what you're doing are then you kind of focus on that you know what I mean so at this point I have you know I have a 15 year old son and an 11 year old daughter and I just want to be as vibrant and healthy for them for as long as possible and when I you know when I think about that I'm like okay I gotta I gotta move my body you know what I mean because I think we it's easy to take for granted when you're when you're younger that you're always going to be in the shape that you're in, you know what I mean? But as you start to get older, you realize like, if I don't move my body, if I don't eat the proper foods, if I don't do all, get enough sleep and hydrate and do all the things that you need to do to be healthy and to enhance the quality of your life, then it, at some point it's gonna fall apart. And I don't want it to fall apart. <laughs> so I just, you know, I just focus on that. I focus on the results. And and not so much the process. I mean, the process is not miserable for me. I enjoy work. You know, working out is not like there's other things I could do that are way less pleasing to me. But uh, it's not like I wake up every day like, yeah, I get to work out today. You know. So I don't know if I would call myself a, a gym junkie. You know, I just kind of. I mean, this is what I do for a living. Um, I enjoy helping people change their lives by changing their health and fitness and I just wanna enhance the quality of my life. So that's why I do it.
0: And I really I can relate to what you're saying about, you know, other people think because when we're younger we think we're gonna live forever. Yeah. So especially when I was younger that I started working out that I was in school, people would just make fun of me whenever they would see me like struggling because I'm coming I'm coming back from the gym like hurrying <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and I'll be complaining about it. And they just be like, oh, what are you even working out for? Like, yeah, what is the point of that? I didn't really understand at the time that, you know, if you keep working out over time, like, over a long period of time, you know, it's going to show in your body, like, you're going to look different. So, you know, after maybe a year or two, like, working out, like, you know, almost every single day. You know, you could only really tell the difference between, like, my body and the other kids. Yeah, now they're like, kidding. and then they
1: look at you, and they're like, oh, now I see what, what you're doing, right? Yeah. They, under, they understand. So people often ask me, like, oh, and it's the most annoying question to me. Why do you work out? You're already in shape. You're already, like, you don't need to lose weight. You don't need to, but I'm this way because I work out. Exactly. You know, I'm fit. I'm healthy. I don't need to lose weight because I do this. Um, It's not like an option for me. And this is what I try to tell my clients all the time It's like you've got to approach it from the same perspective of like all the other things you do in your life that you don't necessarily Love to do but you know you have to do so like brushing your teeth, right? You don't. I mean, it's not something you think about every morning like hmm Should I or should I not brush my teeth should I or should I not shower? Should I or should I not take my kids to school right and your emotions are irrelevant to those things you just do them because they're things you have to do and so that's the that's the um, mindset that I have with working out in this lifestyle I live like it's not really optional it's just something that I have to do to be able to live the life in the way that my life in the way that I want to live it you know so I think for a lot of people they just need to shift their perspective you know working out is more like they see it
0: as. Um, I, think, I think they see it as something that you do. If you, you ha- get in shape and then you start I- doing I- it for like yeah,
1: it's like an ex- you know super, like oh I want to lose twenty pounds. I want to fit into my clothes. Like it's yeah, gotta like something get temporary. Yeah, it's gotta go deeper than that. And there's nothing wrong with having those kind of goals because you know we're we're a visual society. Like people care how they look, and you know we want to look good and feel great. But if that's all that's driving you, then it doesn't last very long, right? Because then once you lose the 20 pounds, then what? Then you're like, okay, I'm there. Yeah, you get bored. And you 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 get
0: bored. And you you have no.
1: Yeah, so you really have to have an internal motivation. And for me, mine is just. It's become clearer as I'm getting older um, that, you know, you really start to realize and embrace your mortality. You know, or your immortality. Immortality or mortality. Well, mortality. the fact that mortality, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah, I'm not immortal. Yeah. Your mortality. Wish I was immortal. <laughs> I'm trying to be immortal. <laughs> but no, your Im- your your mortality. So like for me that's a huge motivation. And like I said, my ki- like I want to be as vibrant as I am now with my children well, when I have grandkids, you know, and even even more awesome would be great-grandkids like how cool would that be you know to, to just be uh, he, uh, alive and vibrant and of course I'm not going to be you know doing probably burpee box jumps and <laughs> squatting 150 pounds or whatever but just being able to move my body and feel good you know and still have somewhat of a quality of life, a decent quality of life is important to me and that, that's my number one
0: motivator imagine at that, cause imagine at that age being that, being like that, uh, like grandma or, or grandpa that's still like all lively and like yeah. they can actually help their family like do things. I'm, I my grandma like she's, well she doesn't work out, so I guess she's kind of like an exception. But you know she's seventy something and she still moves like and she helps around the house.
1: Yeah, and sometimes it's not working. It's just being active, yeah, right? Exactly. You don't always have to, like, go to a gym, or but you have to move your body. Our bodies were designed to move, and we live in a, a culture now where everything, so much is done for us, and most people are, you know, working, living sedentary lives. You know, they sit all day. They go home. They sit on the couch. Like, we're in a car sitting. Like, we don't move, and if you don't move your body, then it's it's not going to work the way it was designed to work for and you know for a long period of time so yeah i tell you know as much as i have i've really loved the methodology of crossfit but i tell people all the time like crossfit is not for everyone you have to find what works for you you know and there's no you know they say different strokes for different folks and i completely believe that so i tell people like listen you try it out give it 30 A's, if you don't like this way of working out, then find another way of working out that you enjoy. You right. know, I definitely don't believe that there's one way and that's the way that most people need to work out. You gotta find what works for you, what you enjoy a little bit or not hate and do that.
0: So right now, do you only focus like on CrossFit? Is that is that the only, is that the, what type of workouts like, can people expect whenever they go like, work out in a Georgia? So,
1: location? yeah, so we do predomin- predominantly CrossFit, right? But now I've incorporated Boot Camp. And Boot Camp is really, I use the same um, format of CrossFit as far as exercise intensity, giving a time limit for the workout because that heightens intensity. But in Boot Camp, we don't lift, it, there's no high skill movement. So, we're not climbing ropes, you know, we're not. Doing handstand push-ups. We're not doing things like that, and we're not fo- as much focused on strength development, right? There's some weightlifting with you know moderate, light to moderate dumbbells, but it's not like heavy lifting like we do um, in CrossFit. Um, so yeah, those are the those are the t- the two main things: CrossFit and, and boot camp right now.
0: What about like right now, since you're already, you already set, like you already have your business, you have your platform. What are you like, what are the like difficulties, like the challenges now?
1: My main challenge right now is I think incorporating the other, so as you, as life progresses, you you grow, right? And you learn new things and you embrace new philosophies and you start to prioritize certain things over other things. And so right now my challenge is getting my business to reflect that growth, you know? So CrossFit has served me well for a long time and has served my clients very well. And it's definitely not something that I want to abandon abandon. However, I do want to incorporate other elements. Like I've really gotten um, into, a lot into like my spiritual development and kind of personal development and like human potential and all those things. Like, again, it's like full circle because it's back to the psychology stuff that I studied in, in undergrad, like really understanding what makes people tick and how they, uh, you know, why certain people do certain things and other people don't you know I could have a hundred people come to me and say this is what I want to achieve and at the end of a 90-day period there's like five people who've achieved it and what's the difference you know so I guess my challenge now is incorporating all the new things that I'm I've learned and am learning and trying to um, incorporate that into my new business model um, I don't want to say I'm not I'm not bored with what i with what I'm doing, but I feel like I'm ready for the the next level, yeah, you know, and I'm not sure exactly how that's gonna look. and so yeah, that's kind of my challenge now and i'm I'm not really I, I try not to see it as a challenge. I, I feel like it'll unfold as most things do, you know, in time, but yeah, I think that, that, that would be it. Like what do I need to do now to take my business to the next level and incorporate other elements besides just, you know, working out and eating well because that stuff is is done, you know, that's been done, that there's tons of information out there about that. But, you know, really how do we um, develop our full selves, you know, mind, body, spirit and that's that's what i'd like to do in my next chapter
0: i think that's a really great example to talk about um because i can relate to like all the stuff like that you tell even though we're in different industries like i think we go through the same like yes, y- we go through the same processes and i think that's just that that you're telling me right now about going to a next chapter to challenging yourself um even though you're good right now, you could, you could stay at the same spot where you are.
1: Yeah, but that's no fun. I don't want to stay where I'm at. That, that's not, I don't think that's what
0: life is all about, right? Yep.
1: So, like, I'll give you an example right now. I'm thinking, not I'm thinking, one of the projects that I'm working on or going to uh, soon launch is a, is a strength and conditioning program for elite level uh, high school basketball players. because My son is a basketball player. Uh, he's 15 and um, so I'm immersed in that culture and that world and I love it I played basketball in high school and you know I'm like I barely miss any of his games like and, and it's not just because I'm you know I I feel obligated but like I genuinely love the sport of basketball and like seeing them all these kids especially my son like grow and develop and so I thought to create a program where I can incorporate the CrossFit methodologies, but into making high level and elite level, um, young basketball players, um, stronger, faster, like none of the basketball skill stuff. Cause they have coaches and they have people, you know, people who, are who, like actually who, yeah, right? who do that. That's not my specialty, but getting them stronger and also helping to minimize and prevent injury. Cause you know, as young as my son is now, he's already had like no, no major injuries. Thank God. But he's had a few, you know, like twist an ankle or break a toe or all these things and you know I I know that there's things that can be done in, in training protocols that can minimize the chance of injury right as much as possible so that's a project that I'm um, going to be working on now and also online training virtual stuff so being able to reach more people I mean I feel like definitely that is, Something that has been tugging on my heart for a long time is like, how do I spread my message and help more people than I can in my facility that's in this specific location that only a certain number of people can come to? Um, so, I want to um, develop a, a virtual online program where I can, you know, help people with workouts and nutrition and all that stuff, but just also realizing and optimizing potential. And, and I think it you know fitness may be my area of expertise, but i I do believe that everything kind of just filters down to all aspects of your life, you know every aspect so that's kinda that's kind of kind of where I'm at right now also it, to to not get in that complacent yeah. kind of bored stage, which is is very easy to get into, and you know I've been doing this for twenty years now, so I've had a few of those kind of ruts where like, oh, uh, do I have to teach another squat? Like how many times do I have to teach a deadlift? You know, like, like, yeah, I've been there. So I know what that feels like. And you just gotta keep finding new things that kind of excite you a little bit, you know, and pursuing that and seeing how you can um, add your touch to that thing.
0: You already kind of touched on this, but what I was trying to get at with <laughs> what I was just saying now—it's um, uh, you know—when you get on a rut, when when you're out of ideas and, and you just fall into that routine, like how do you find that inspiration to to bring those new ideas?
1: Um, so now I really, because as I mentioned, I'm on the spiritual path, and you know, I've been really. Um, Learning to just be still and not want to control everything, and just kind of relaxing into stuff, and not trying to force things to happen. You know, so sometimes you'll you'll be in a bright be like, okay, what can I do? Like, what can I create? Blah blah blah, and, and and that creates just more stress, especially if you don't have any ideas. So now, honestly, I just am I'm, I just let myself be still. Like, I'll meditate. Um, I will read. I'll listen to podcasts, and then all of a sudden, I'll just have an impulse to do something. Like, this strength and conditioning program for basketball, that just came to me, like, I think this past Wednesday. I was like, hmm, high school basketball season's almost over, and, you know, these kids, like, they need to stay strong. They need to get strong for the travel season. Like, I have a gym. Like, why don't I... I have a son who's in this world, like I could help more people besides him, you know? And it literally just came to me. So I definitely think um, I've learned that there's the difference between thinking a thought and receiving a thought. And I'm learning now to receive thoughts, like to just be, in, to be inspired by whatever <laughs> inspires, you know? I don't, I don't intentionally try to come up with something if that makes sense
0: I think that makes sense it's almost like an opposite action where you're not really trying to pursue it but it just yeah (laughs) it's an action you're acting by not acting
1: exactly (laughs) and just and just kind of relaxing and trusting that
0: I think something that is really important too is like the intention that you have um, which is not to make money but also but to help people and the money comes in by you know coming in later yeah I think that's something really that's something, like, really important whenever, you know, when you're an entrepreneur. Yeah, you don't want to be... trying to make people's lives better. Right. You
1: don't want to be an inspired. You don't want money to, to drive the inspiration, right? Because if it's not something that you enjoy doing, then you're not going to put your heart and soul into it. You're not, you're not going to really enjoy it. So, yeah, 100%. Like, if you pursue the path of what you enjoy and what doesn't feel so much as work and you are able to put all of you into that then you know the money will come i mean and and, you know a lot of starting new uh entrepreneurs it's kind of like oh you hear that but you're like yeah but my rent's due next week and i got my cell phone bill to pay and you know what i mean money is important undeniably so like you've got to earn a living doing what you do but you have to trust that if you are doing what you feel your purpose is and what you're genuinely passionate about and you pursue that with all of who you are and everything that you've got that the money is going to come and and a lot of that just comes with you know faith and experience and just knowing like I can't tell you how many months I'm like oh my god this is gonna be a month where I can't pay everything like this is gonna be the month you know and the month comes and i'm good and i've had that month i feel like every month for 20 years you know it's always like this is the month that's gonna take me down and it never is you like everything you need is always there when you need it you know so it's really trust and just having faith and doing what you know working and living in integrity you know and I tried my best to do that.
0: <laughs> oh, but, uh, what I basically want is like for people uh, that are trying to do something similar to what you do, um, I want you to kind of explain to them what is your ultimate goal, like what is it exactly where you want to, where you're trying to get your business to, so, so they know that the things that you're talking about today, they're, they're right for them.
1: Right. Well, I mean, I I think what's right for me is not going to be right for the ne- everyone exactly. listening. You know, you have to decide what what you value, what's right. important for you, and um, that's a process. Like get, becoming very clear on what your values are, you know, what matters. And for me, as I mentioned earlier, my number one value is freedom. Like I don't like restrictions of any kind, and <laughs> like in the most like simplistic of ways to like like everything i just want to be able to have complete time freedom and financial freedom and in doing all of that being able to help as many people as possible so um my ultimate goal is that is to be able to uh, like my idea of success it's it's really being able to uh, to feel fulfilled living my idealized life, you know, and it doesn't really have everything to do with external things. I do believe success is, you know, from the inside, like if you're fulfilled and if you feel like you're living your purpose and doing what you're here to do. And again, that's, we all have different purposes and, and that's, it's a process to get to that place of being clear on what that is. But when you're doing those things, and you're feeling fulfilled, and you know, that's my goal. I mean, I want to be able to, everyone that I meet, I want their lives to be better because they met me and because they had some engagement with me, right? And that's, that's my mission, you know? And right now I'm doing that in fitness and in health, and I, I, do believe that that will always be a part of what I do, but I think that will expand. So, however, our past meet like we've met, and <laughs> you know we met and just kind of walked in my gym like, hey, you need help doing this? I'm like, okay, right? And uh, every relationship I want it to be like that. I just want people to feel like I help to inspire them. That's my goal to inspire, to help people realize their ultimate potential as I'm discovering mine, as I'm on that path as well. I'd love to leave a legacy, you know, for yeah, in, on the heels of um, Kobe Bryant's death a couple weeks ago. You know, that was a real eye-opening experience for me as far as like, man, this man really left a legacy. Like there's so many people, like millions of people who've been impacted by his life and what he did and not just playing basketball, but what he represented and what he believed in and, you know, the example he set. And that really just reminded me of how, um, you know, that's really what it's all about. Like, when you leave this earth, being able to have an impact on uh, as many people as possible. So that's, that's my goal now. That's where I'm at.
0: So basically, so what's right, what's right for you is not right for other people And Yeah, you just
1: find, get, find your values, find what you want, find what your purpose is, and pursue that you know and and trust that like be as easy with the process as possible like don't try to force and make things happen you know like you just take the next best step every single day just wake up what's the what's the next best thing I can do today to advance my business or to get my body in better shape or whatever it may be and to do that one thing you know and just believe in yourself you got to believe in yourself Got to like remove doubt and uncertainty and all those things, which it's not. I mean, it's easy to s- to say that, you know, right? But you've got to live th- You've got to live that. I think a lot of that just comes with experience, like realizing like that you're all you're gonna be okay no matter what.
0: Okay, so, all right, guys. So this marks the end of the interview, <laughs> and um, this is your host David Aubrey uh, with Any Creative Show, and I'm here with
1: Sandel Solomon.
0: And I just want to thank you for your time. Yeah,
1: absolutely. My pleasure. This was fun. <laughs> <And> with these <laughs>
0: interviews, I always learn something new. And, and I think with you, I really learned about like inner, um, every, like a lot of your, or at least your success, your um, is that you attribute it to your inner, like your inner self rather than the external things that you have achieved. Yeah, um, well, that's the, how they have like manifested.
1: Yeah, well, that's as of late, right? If we had this interview 10 years ago, it w- this would not <laughs> these wouldn't be, this. it would be a very different conversation, you know? So lately, this is the path that I've been on, and and I'm kind of, you know, being, really trying to tap into, like, you know, your inner world is going to create everything else on the outside. And so when the outside's not going the way that you'd like it to go, you've got to just tap inside, you know? And so... But I'm still on this journey. I'm still on that yeah. journey. I probably will be for a long time, um, you know, but I'm, I'm enjoying the ride, it's, it's, it's fun. Yeah. Yeah, so well. thanks for having me. No, of course, no, thank <laughs> you, I really appreciate it. Yeah, you're welcome. That's all, right. all right, cool. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I think we can all agree with Shondell that values and intent are one of the strongest way that we can fuel our vision. And that when you're in a mental block, uh, really taking a break or taking a step back and looking at your business from the outside can really allow ideas and thoughts to flow better to you. And inspiration can come from anywhere. Just how we learned today with Chandelle that she found inspiration for a new venture on one of her kids' uh, basketball games. So I want to challenge you. If lately you felt in a rut, uh, you have lost track of your goals, and you feel that you're not moving forward, really, just take a break. And during this break, you can also take the time to realign yourself with your values or redefine new ones. What is it exactly that you're looking for? uh, And what are you passionate about? So I want to challenge you to do that this week. Thank you so much for tuning in on the second episode of AD Created Show the podcast where we talk about entrepreneurship and fitness and how they can both change your life as an individual and as a business person. I'll catch you on the next one.